0: (laughs) Welcome to Sacred Cows, a podcast where we ask the age-old question Why do we do what we do? My name is Daniel
1: And I'm Bria And each week we will look at life or family or the church And ask questions to help us as we journey through life together
0: So grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and come and chat with us Welcome, episode two, Sacred Cows podcast, looking at why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Why do we do what we do? Mm-hmm. Today we're looking at maybe a uh, an unpopular one or maybe a... They're probably all going to be unpopular. That's true. Honest. Maybe something riddled with controversy. <laughs> I don't know. We're looking at individualism today. Right. Individualism.
1: And In the unpopular opinion that you are probably not as important as you think you are. True. It is. I it's hard to hear. I am not as important as I think I am.
0: Is this a coming to Jesus moment? Yeah, yet?
1: it is. The world does not revolve around me.
0: Oh my. If everything could just
1: be organized by color <laughs> of the rainbow.
0: <laughs> the world would not be a better Here place. Here we I'm are sorry.
1: again. I'm I'm on this. If we organized <laughs> everything by color of the rainbow, the world would be a better place. That's why God sent a rainbow he was sending a I'm sign sure,
0: I'm sure that that's very <laughs> When we get to heaven everything accurate. is going to be yeah, That's back. what it was it was knowing his family landed and Jesus and Jesus and, well Trinity yeah. and uh, <laughs> God was like, I want to put this rainbow in the sky, and they are going to live their life.
1: Organized by
0: this organized exactly. the colors flow into each other.
1: Amen. Okay. Individualism. Amen. Let's
0: bring it back. Okay,
1: as individualism. I am not as important as I think I am. I will take that. So, what is what
0: is is this idea of individualism? What what does it mean? Well, basically, what it is is that there's more benefit for the individual, or there's more priority that should be right. given to the individual. Um, than the benefits of the wider group. Right. So there's more benefit to just look out for the individual than right. there's benefits for the wider group.
1: Uh, yeah. Let's dumb it
0: down a little bit more. The needs of the person outweigh the needs of the larger group.
1: Right, right. My need of having things in color is not as important as my children's ability to actually reach said things. That's true. You know That's what I mean? Once as we look I at all the books on the top shelf. Once, just once... Do you remember this? I organized Maverick's Lego by color. Do you remember that? Yes. We had that Lego table oh, and I had these goodness. cute little plastic, um, what are they called? Containers? Containers, yeah. And I organized his Lego by color. I remember that. It was that. so pleasing and, to look like at. But like
0: day two into it, you're like disappointed. I would
1: say like hour two because oh, okay. he would not put- I was giving you grace. <laughs> he would not put the Lego back- by color, that's right, right. And I know that sounds real silly. However, we do that a lot, yes. and especially as parents, right? We do things for our kids that we believe are going to make their lives way better, yeah. but in the reality, it's really just about me. Absolutely, And what and you can put I air want. Air quotes
0: in way better. Right, yeah. it's
1: about what I want. My that's right. needs. Whereas we Do can outweigh, yeah. That's,
0: whereas we can read scripture and specifically Philippians two says, "Do nothing out of selfish ambition or mm. vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves." Right. Each of you, blah, each of you should not only uh, look to your own interests but also to the interests of others. Right. And it's actually very specific in scripture where we see this individualistic mindset mm-hmm. and. All the times mm-hmm. we see it in scripture, yep. it's out of this um, spiritual righteousness. I'm not going to say this spiritual anger. That's right. not what it is. It's out of this spiritual rightness, uh, righteousness. And rightness. And, and rightness, that's <laughs> right. true. When when the Christian, the, the Christ follower or the person who believes in God is obligated to do what's right, regardless of what those in charge say benefits society as a whole.
1: Right. Right. So basically, although we believe that we need to act in in humility and we need to consider others more than us. That's right. It shows us in scripture that there are very, very specific, narrow,
0: very narrowly <laughs> times focused times that
1: us as an individual need to make yes. the decision for an individual. And really, right. it's not even making a decision for the individual. It's making yep. a decision based on what God. Yep requires of us and
0: both these examples that that i'm going to say and i'm just going to read it right from scripture both of these examples we need to understand directly approach it from a no 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 no. i'm going to follow god right not this right it's not a i'm going to do this i'm going to actively because participate i participate in this because i want to mm-hmm. it's a no 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 I, i'm going to follow god because god says this right so our first example is from joshua chapter 24 15 Um, And it says, if you decide that it's a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you'd rather serve and do it today. Choose one of the gods of your ancestors worshipped from the country beyond the river or one of the gods of the Amorites on whose land you're now living. But as for me and my family... We're going to worship God.
1: I feel like there's a lot of sarcasm in that. Do you feel like there's sarcasm? <laughs> you
0: can do what you want. You know what I mean?
1: Like, can you just see him sitting there being like, whatever. You can worship one of those weird gods that That's do true. absolutely nothing, but I'm going to stick with what I do, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but it's that idea of the culture at the time thought, no, it would have been better if we did this, right. if we did that. And uh, Josh was like, o- okay, but... We're going to worship God still in yeah. my family. Yeah. We're going to do that. Yeah.
1: If you think that's better, go for it. Yep. But I, I'm going to worship God. And that's that right. seems like this individual choice of, oh, he's so hipster. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he's yeah. going against the flow, and he's just trying to be cool and whatever. No, I'm sure he didn't want to do that. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't want to be yelled at and made fun of and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, but it was when right. it's what God requires of us, yes. right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So then we have a New Testament example where the apostles are dragged in because they healed someone on the Sabbath. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yep. And they were spreading the name of Jesus. <gasps> I, I, oh, my goodness. I actually think, I'm, I messed that up. I'm sorry. I'm Jesus healed someone on the Sabbath, but right. this was after Jesus had ascended into heaven. But they were spreading the name of Jesus right. all over Jerusalem. And the Sanhedrin, the big Jewish leaders during that time, dragged them in uh, to the court and was like, you got to stop doing this guys. Mm-hmm. This is not for the benefit of society. Yeah. This is not doing good. You're
1: confusing and, and You're everyone. confusing
0: people and you got to do that. And people, Peter and the other apostles replied in Acts chapter 5, 29, very simply, we must obey God rather than human beings. Mm-hmm. That was that was their answer to it. Mm-hmm. So it was that idea of those in charge, those who were really the cultural leaders, the religious leaders of the time as well, were saying, guys, this is not to the benefit of the culture. Right. This is not to the benefit of what we're trying to create here. Right. And Peter's like, but Jesus is telling us something completely different. Right. And we're going to do that rather than listen to human beings.
1: Right. That makes me think That's of it. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. When they're told that they need to bow down to this big gold statue. That's right. Because yep. the king at the time was Never very individualistic. Yep, very. And they he, were like, no, we're not doing it. He
0: built a giant bunny.
1: That's vegetable. VeggieTales. VeggieTales. <laughs> That's my biblical context.
0: <laughs> That's my biblical understanding. I only know VeggieTales. Tales.
1: Did, was that what it was? A bunny? You're it right was it was. The
0: bunny. The is that where that song comes Ooh, from? Uh, we're going to get a copyright strike.
1: yeah, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything. Um but that's that's what it is, right? Is is oftentimes we they seem like individuals like they're going against the flow in the Bible. That's right. But they're they're really doing what God has called them to do. Absolutely. And it wasn't all skittles and rainbows for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego yeah, either. Not. No, they did not get burned and die a fiery death because God saved them.
0: But they were willing.
1: But they were willing. Right, and that's that's the thing about these individual individual stories that we that's see right. in the Bible is that they were standing up for God. That's right. Right. Perfect. So let's bring it down a little bit. Let,
0: let's bring it down. Let. What does this look like in real life?
1: What does it look like in real life? What does it look like for my color coding? Uh, <laughs> I think as a family, we talk about this a lot as parents. We do. Yeah. With three boys, we have a six, four, and one year old. Um. With three boys, how do we guide them through this stage of life where they do believe the world revolves around them? That's right. They, they, yeah. It's that developmental stage where everything is about me and what I want and what I need, and I'm going to lose my mind in the middle of Walmart. Of course. If I don't receive that, right? Yeah. How do we help them understand this sin of <laughs> extreme individualism? It's true. Really? Yeah. How, do, how do we yeah. do that? Um, and it's understanding that they're different, right? It's understanding that we have three kids who are growing up in the same house. They have the same mom and dad. They have the same constant values and principles and morals, you know, being taught to them, the same family vision that we're all striving for. But they're they're still different kids. That's right. They have different abilities and different needs and different um, giftings and desire. And we can't just kind of blanket parent our kids right exactly. so and that's kind of how we've tackled this balance between yeah. the individual but also understanding that our family is a team and you're a member of this team and when one fails we all fail and when one succeeds we all succeed and, and we're it's only not strong, all about you and we're
0: only as strong as our weakest member
1: we're only as strong as our weakest member who desperately needs a nap that's right. <laughs> and, and that's the reality of it it's that balance of, of holding them together and i think that coupled with and really another important thing that we have learned is that they're not too young to understand it. Yes. I think, and we're totally guilty of all the time when our kids are losing it. We say, "Oh, it's a stage. <laughs> it's a stage. They'll grow out of it. They'll. It will I be think okay." I, I say that more than
0: Bria. I really do. Yeah, I
1: think that's your excuse and I, for everything. And I think it's
0: I was just gonna say I think it's just an excuse. There's
1: a there's truth to it. Yep. There totally is truth to it. But we say, Oh, it's a stage. Um Asher is losing his mind every morning before we leave the house and causing his older brother to be late or have to rush into school. We're not gonna do anything about it because it's a stage. Yeah. And and that's almost unintentionally supporting this individual. Um, idea, right? Yep, of a family right. that you're just, we're just a group of individuals that live under the same roof yeah. when, when we're not, right? We're, we're together. So I think mm-hmm. they're never too young to teach these lessons. That's right. And I think with Asher, who's our middle child, he's four, um, he's the one that we are really having to intentionally teach. This lesson too, yes, over and over again, and he and he's starting to get it. He shared part of his supper the other night and was so excited because he was like, "Oh, this is what being part of a team means." Yeah. Like he, he he cut his
0: hamburger in half and gave half, half to his, his brother. brother.
1: Right? He's yeah. really starting to understand. Um, sometimes that's not actually turning into a change in behavior, but he's starting to understand. That's right? right. He's, they're he's getting they're it. never too young to understand that.
0: Another another example I have is uh, I remember about a year ago. The boys were really getting into a bad habit of saying "what" all the time. Oh, you would yeah, ask them, yeah, yeah. "Maverick, what? what? <laughs> Why?" They, and, and for about a week, yep. remember, what was our rule?
1: You if you answered with you, "what," you had to do three pushups. You had to do three push-ups. We, They still do that. They still do they it. do that to your mom when they come when she comes. Remember? Yep. <laughs> they still. Danny, you it. said what? Three pushups. Yeah, but it worked. But it
0: worked, and now they say when we ask Maverick, yes.
1: Yeah. They do.
0: It's not rude,
1: right? And it was working together, right? And helping each other out. And I'm going to help you break this bad habit. And it's not necessarily.
0: Maverick got super buff. He did. He's (laughs) like.
1: It's not. He looks like a
0: CrossFit trainer.
1: (laughs) It's not not necessarily about you and I as parents. Like them saying what or yes doesn't really change us, right? It's not about us, but it's about. Helping them grow and helping yes. them understand and understanding where. And there's where there's team, right?
0: rude ways to talk and there's nice right. ways to talk and it's our responsibility as parents to teach that. And
1: we had to get out of the habit too.
0: That's right, and we're I, still trying to. We're get
1: still out of trying it. to get out of the habit too, and we're I think a bit more than me. That, that's But
0: we're not going to talk about that.
1: When I get angry, when she gets frustrated, I she throws what? what
0: around a lot, <laughs> and she does not like when I say, "Bria, don't say what." I don't. So, we're still learning.
1: We'll talk about that later. But it also feeds into what I was going to say. Unfortunately, um, they're not too young to understand, but they're also not too young to understand our behavior too, and and yeah, watch they see everything we they, do. They they yeah. can't put words to it or emotions to it sometimes, or, or fully understand it. However, they really really see what we do, yeah. right? And
0: we need to get out of this mindset as uh, because obviously us as parents. Uh, sometimes we mirror the culture this individual individualistic culture Mm -hmm. and we want to there's this really bad tendency that that we have not only brie and myself but just parents whoever is listening to kind of tailor our kids to um, teach them to do things that make life easier for us (laughs) maybe not for the right reasons but it makes life easier for us right and we need to constantly remind ourselves that we're not We're not teaching many adults. Right. We're teaching kids. Right. And kids can't do what adults do in regards to some simple tasks or even some a little bit harder tasks that we should be doing as parents. Yeah. But we try to life hack it, right?
1: We do. And I think the simplest example of that is sleep, right? Yeah, that's right. And I mean, I know it's like this hot topic and should you sleep train? Should you not? Should you let them cry it out? Should you not? Blah, 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 blah. We've tried everything. Literally everything, I think. I don't think... Except
0: we didn't try a sleep consultant, which was actually recommended.
1: It's too expensive. And I was like, how... And I like pizza too much. There's people that do this? (laughs) I could have ordered thousands of pizza at night to eat my feelings... Or, or a sleep consultant. <laughs> <laughs> you made we, the right choice. We chose pizza. Um, but really, what it is is, and an, to each their own. However, you decide to do it, whatever. Yeah, we're not we're not judging. We're not That's shaming not we're anyone. That's not nope. what we do. However, we we try and force our kids at very young ages to do things that maybe they're not developmentally ready for. Yes, your baby absolutely. could sleep through the night at one day old, and. That's it. great for that that's baby awesome. i've those are magic unicorns i've never met one i've met from some but they're not mine <laughs> but this is the thing is that it's it's we've we force them to do it because i i want to sleep and That's i right. do and you need your rest and you need to care for yourself and you cannot yes. function forever off of a few broken hours of sleep every night however we need to understand that as as a parent there is going to be sacrifice with it yeah. and sleep parenting is, is probably one of the most common sacrifices that we've all had to sacrifice yeah. throughout our parenting journey right and yep. this is Absolutely. just the reality of it we can't f- force our individual needs or wants and desires right. on kids
0: because all we're doing is teaching our kids then to be individual. individuals
1: themselves, right? I can force my individual wants and needs and desires on others because that's what my parents did to me. Yeah. It, it sounds extreme, but it's, it's a cycle that we're teaching it them, is. right? It yeah. really is.
0: So, what does that look like? What, what does this look like in, in marriage? Marriage. Marriage. Mowing. I know you are going to do that. A blessed arrangement <laughs> did a dream within a dream. <laughs> Yeah, let me finish. Are it. you done? I'm done.
1: Are you done now? Um, yeah. In marriage, individualism in marriage. Dare I say, m- most marriages operate off of the individualistic yeah. and, perspective. And this
0: is not an excuse, but there's no. a reason for it. Right. We don't prepare people enough for marriage. We don't. We don't prepare people enough to say, "Go ahead, you're you're good." Like we we don't do that. Uh, I mean. Let's take this for example. If you were just thrown into an auditorium in front of a thousand people and you had no idea what you were supposed to speak on and they're like, oh, you go and you're supposed to be doing a presentation on team leadership and you have no schooling, you have no idea what you're presenting and then you're tossed out in front of all these people and they're listening to every word that you say and you're like, I I, I don't know. Yeah. Why do we do that for marriage? Yeah. We say, great, you got a ring on your finger. We're going to toss you out into the world in front of billions of people. Not only that, but, oh, you both claim you're Christian? Great. Now you actually have to be Christian examples of a good marriage,
1: too. Yeah.
0: But we're not going to teach you how to do it at all.
1: Right. And we're not going to talk about exactly the hard stuff of marriage. That's right. I, it makes my skin crawl when I hear People talk about how rock solid their marriage is. Oh my goodness! It, it does. It makes my skin crawl. And do I believe their marriage is rock solid? Probably. They probably have gotten to really great rhythms, and you know maybe they've been married for thirty plus years and they've figured some stuff out. Like, yeah, just, I, I don't just think through, through experience, right? Yeah. I don't think that they're intentionally lying. However, when we constantly tell people that we have this rock solid marriage and don't talk about the hard stuff of marriage yeah. like I understand in the Bible it says to not let the sun set on your anger yeah. <laughs> but that person was obviously not married okay. <laughs> <laughs> no but this is the thing right we we it's need true. to talk we have about these the false hard expectations stuff. right
0: and we and and it's our as as married individuals it is our responsibility to set up unmarried people for success in their marriage right no one else can do that. For
1: them. And that's part of this collective looking out for other people. Absolutely, right? dare I
0: say that's what the church is supposed right. to be.
1: we're supposed to be looking out for other people, looking out, helping them, helping them recognize yes. some stuff instead of either a pretending like oh, that never happened to me. Oh, of course, that doesn't happen <laughs> we to do much. not yeah. do that. Yeah. Absolutely not. That because that's. More often than not, we're lying to ourselves. Mm. We just don't share the hard stuff or it's just that's uncomfortable. Right. We don't want Absolutely. to talk about it. We don't we want to talk about our personal, you know, issues or stories or things right. that have happened, right? Yeah. And it, it's unfortunate because that's just all about us and not about other people. That's right. And that's I mean, where it is. I can
0: ask you a, a question, those that are listening and saying, what what examples do you have in your life of healthy marriages, yeah. of healthy relationships? What What examples do you have that you can glean from, that you can look and say, Ooh, I, I really like that. I yeah. like how they do that. Or on the opposite side, I, I don't like how they do that.
1: And not on social media. Because I yes, think we've please. We, There's a
0: big distinction we need to make. There, there
1: is. I think if you're looking for like mentors or people to talk to, understanding how to make you know, how to have a successful marriage, um, we look to social media and we don't have that connection with no, people. Not at all. You know what I mean? We we don't really understand that if their pictures match their life yes because it's very easy to slap a picture put a pretty filter on it and then have some nice words about marriage when in reality you know x y or z just happened moments before and and i think we do we look to people on social media instead of looking to people in our direct influence actually having the conversations actually seeing them live seeing Mm. them go through the hard stuff right and that's that's missing, and it's mm. unfortunate, right? But I think marriage and and helping to get rid of this individualism idea in marriage—it's it, all about Ephesians five. It's all about Paul's instructions for Christians, ho- Christian households. That's what it's called. And, and, and we don't like talking about this
0: one. We don't, for some reason, because I, and I, I, I don't get it when when it's it's scripture. It's in yeah. the Word of God. Yeah, and nothing should be taboo in the word of God. But for some reason, this whole Ephesians 5 submission thing is such a
1: hot topic. There's been a lot of abuse of it, though. And I think that's what we need to understand. That's
0: true. A lot of... A lot of taken of power. out of context, abuse yeah. of power, yeah. abusive spiritual authority. Right. Yes, that's true.
1: There has been. So we have to acknowledge that. We have to acknowledge that it's been really poorly taught, poorly explained, poorly executed. Like, yes. it's just... That's the unfortunate truth behind it. But, I mean, the whole... Chapter five, the whole book of Ephesians, the whole letter that Paul was writing in Ephesians is all about unity in in all relationships as as in marriage, as parents, as a church, everything. It's all about unity. And the key to unity is that mutual submission. That's right. Which basically just means looking out for each other. That's right. Understanding each other's needs. Helping, helping each other, helping to fulfill each other's needs. Like it's, yes. it's not as scary as and, it And seems. we look at,
0: I agree. And I think we look into the the wording just so much where it's almost like, uh, it, it can be interchangeable. We read it as, you know, wives submit to your husband and that's such a hard And then we word. don't read the next verse. <laughs> or when we do, it's, it's husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. And, and I think uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong here and you can correct me. Could you interchange those words? Yeah, and say wives love your husbands and husbands submit to your wife.
1: Yeah,
0: is does love mean submission? in sometimes
1: I, I yeah, I think sometimes I think so. it does. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's. And just, I don't want
0: to. I'm not changing scripture. That's not, no, that's not. what I'm doing here. It's just understanding I'm just the to, word and looking at perspective because English language blows. It does. It sucks. <laughs> it's hard to explain stuff, and, and it's very hard. Whereas in the original like language that it was written in, the what, what was it? Hebrew, mm. Aramaic,
1: mm. one of them? Sure.
0: Sorry. I should know these things. We don't. I'm ai I'm a church leader. I should know these things. Um, there was almost, you could have three or four different words for one right, thing. Right, And you use the word when it fits what you're talking about. Right. Or in the English language, you have one word that kind of covers everything. Right. Like the word you. Yeah, you means you, you means a group of you, you mean all of you. Or you, a submission. Or it submission. has really right. it has
1: a lot of different meanings. But I mean it's 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 really about having that respect and honor honoring yeah. each mutual other. Mutual respect. This mutual yes. respect and and honoring each other and understanding that we are in this covenant relationship. Yeah. Um, that it's not supposed to be easy, that it's not it's not designed to make us happy. Ma- right. Marriage is not designed for pure happiness. It's designed no. to make us holy. Yes, And when something is going to make us holy, uh, it's going to be hard. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to require sacrifice. It's mm. going to require submission. It's going to require stuff that we necessarily don't want to do. You mm. go go back to Joshua. He didn't necessarily want to stand up to the culture and look like a big loser. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what God requires of him. Right? And and this this is what marriage is about. It's not right. all about me
0: that's right and and dare dare I say before those of you who are listening if you're thinking about having children try to deal with the individualism of marriage mm. first mm-hmm. before you bring it in another layer of individualism with children
1: mm-hmm. and parenting and
0: and parenting because that is a whole other right. ball game. Now, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm right. just, I'm saying y- you can, you can work through it, right. but it's something if you're newly married, if you've been married for, for quite a while, even, uh, even if you do have kids and you know, this individualistic mentality and it keeps coming up constantly, right. that could be the Holy Spirit sparking something in you to say, you guys got some work to do Yeah. or Yeah.
1: No, it's true. And again, and we let's don't let's not ignore that. We don't talk about that either, right? Because you we get, don't. you get married and you have kids. It doesn't matter what the state of your marriage is. That's true. You yeah, just have kids, yeah. and that's just what we do, especially in the Christian world, right? You you yeah. get married and you have kids, yeah. and we put all of our happy eggs in that basket and say this is what's going to fix everything. That's right. It doesn't, right? And. It doesn't mean that individuals who are not married or not don't have kids are less valued or less worthy or less useful to God. No, that's not what we're saying at all. Absolutely not, not at all, right? And but we're I feel like at it from we, this context. right? And I feel like we do that, right? As individuals yeah. who are married, sometimes we put ourselves up on this place and said, "I did all the things right in the right order, ergo, I right. am amazing." And yep. that's that individual attitude, right? And then we it look really at is.
0: the divorce rate, and it humbles us completely. It
1: does, and that it's really no different in the church than it is in the world. In the world, right? For lack of it's, a better. it's shocking because it it,
0: look it up. It's it's true. The it divorce is. rate in the church is no different than the divorce rate in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. And that so, makes us sad. I think, and it it's does. not it's not it to does. make a judgmental statement. It just makes us sad because when anything is not playing out how God designed it to play out, it makes you sad because you yes. know there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of consequences, um, there's a lot of ripple effect that can yeah. go down generations and generations. Right? It's just it's sad, and and. We really do, and from our experience, really do believe that a lot of this is caused by that individual attitude. Yeah, I agree. Right.
0: And that really stems into our kind of final topic that we want to look at individualism in the church.
1: The church. I we mean, we love the church because it's still it, Jesus loves the church.
0: Regardless of what we say about the church, we need to understand that it's still God's way to that to he it. has yep. chosen to to get the gospel out to the world right is still through the church right so regardless of what we have to say that does not change right we might get frustrated with the church yep. we may not down like just sometimes dislike the church. Right. But we need to understand that this is God's thing that he created he to spread the gospel throughout the world. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. But individualism, I didn't say oh, sorry. However, <laughs> but just negated everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. However, individualism in the church, I, I think it's one of the most rampant things that mm-hmm. is running throughout church history. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's not a new problem. It's not a new problem.
0: <laughs> and my, my, reasoning for that, my evidence for that, is the fact that we have denominations. Yeah. Which means at some point, and, and we were talking about this before, this idea of collective individualism. <laughs> right. We're a group of people. We're, like, all we gonna we're all going to be individual together. We're all going to be individual together. That's right. Where this group said, we don't like this, and we we're going to separate, and we're going to start this over here. Yeah. Uh, and, and we had yeah. the
1: conversation. Like, I hope we're not in this day of age where that happens over, like... Uh, the, the worship, color of the carpet yeah. or the worship Music. or the building or whether or not the kids ministries are good enough like That's right. That's right. I, I hope that that doesn't still happen but I'm also not naive enough to believe that we're still the same people operating in the same individual yeah. ad. like so it does. And it's unfortunate, right? Even within denominations there's eight different yeah, types right. of those denominations and it's just like you say it's just this evidence of this extreme what can the church do for me? As an individual, what are they going to do for me? Are they going to give me the music I like? Is the pastor going to preach the kind of stuff I like? Is he going to come
0: visit me whenever I call? Is he going to come visit
1: me as like enough or what? Like it's what can the church do for me and not what can I bring to the body of Christ? What is my role that God has gifted me with that I can bring to the body of Christ?
0: And I think talking about individualism, where also that stems from is we have not done our job to figure out what is my role in the church? Right, exactly. We have not looked into what is our spiritual gifting? Yep. What is God saying? This is what I want you to do. This is why I created you. We don't do that. Right. Ergo, we can't show up to a worship service and say, I bring this. This is my spiritual gift. Because we don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And dare I say a lot of that comes from like, just real biblical... Illiteracy. Literacy, like, and, and
0: the church not doing its job. Let's
1: just look at women in the church right now. Holy smokes. Like the divide that's going on. Can a woman do this? Can a woman do that? Can she speak? Can she not speak? Who can she speak to? When can t- Like it's yeah. just. What role can
0: she fill? Holy yeah.
1: smokes. And like we're so obsessed on these topics that we're not looking at. Okay, let's just say for argument's sake, w- women were never meant to uh speak to men. Let's just say that. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with that. Let's just say From like an
0: authority perspective. Instead yeah.
1: of hounding on if she can or cannot, let's look at the quadrillion other things that they can do in the church, yes. right? We focus so much on who can do what and when and how and why. We don't focus on there's a whole body That's right. with a whole slew of gifts yep. and we're missing a whole slew of those gifts because we're so hyper-focused on one little small thing of the pulpit. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Which
1: in my opinion is really one of the least important things <laughs> that we can do in the church, yeah. right? Is stand behind the pulpit instead of actually serving and loving and getting rid of this individualistic idea, right? Absolutely. We do. We do a horrible job of helping people understand what the church is, mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be, what can we what we can accomplish together. Absolutely. When we actually recognize what we're gifted to do, and I mean,
0: we're so individualistic now in the church that we even put spiritual gifts on pedestals. Yeah, one's we, we better than the other. We even value other spiritual gifts totally. over other spiritual gifts. Totally, and that's how individualistic we are. That's how much we need to feed our egos.
1: Yeah, is to say, <laughs> yeah.
0: wow, I have the spiritual gift of apostleship, which means. I'm ab- what does that mean, anyway? I'm, I'm above those those people that just bring people into their homes. I'm like a
1: disciple. I'm uh, yeah. I'm that's one right. of the I'm, twelve. I'm a, That's right.
0: <laughs> and we completely. And we. I mean, uh, do people still have the gift of prophecy?
1: <laughs> it's a spiritual gift. Yeah, I know.
0: And right? what's the value of it? Yeah. And, but what's that but, look like today? But that's how
1: individualistic we are. Yeah. Your spiritual gift is not as important as mine. That's right.
0: And and if your gift is hospitality. Do, first of all, you better be a woman. Yeah, yeah. And do we have a place for you in women's ministries?
1: I laugh because I'm horrible at it. I mean,
0: maybe I'm wrong, but gentlemen, how many of you have the gift of hospitality?
1: A lot. You think I so? I feel like every man you in so? your family has the gift of hospitality.
0: But, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, that's very I'm true. sorry. That's did true. I just blow your point over no, the no, that's, that's very No, that's very, very true. But it's almost like, but we even... We put uh and not to be more like uh, con- controversial. Thank sure, you. sorry, yeah. that's a good word. I speak uh, <laughs> controversial. But do we almost see spiritual gifts with gender
1: roles? Yeah, we totally do. I feel. And, and hospitality is
0: a women's spiritual gift.
1: Yeah, I think we do, and I think there, Whoa, are, I think yeah. there are certain things that God designed for women and God designed for men. Yes, I do. I, I think. Hundred
0: percent. I can't have babies.
1: There's a, you can re- have babies. a real obvious one, right? And this is the thing: is that I, I do believe that God designed us to be um, a little bit more complementary, where we have equal value, equal worth equal um, importance we're all children
0: of God in the kingdom but we
1: have different roles that's right right? we all can't do everything that's right I cannot cook meatball sauce without ruining it with vinegar
0: also called sweet and sour sauce (laughs) I was
1: trying to find what's the name (laughs) <laughs> the point proven but do you know what i mean we, we all can't do everything we all can't be good and succeed at everything that's just the reality we live with. that's a whole other topic oh, that's, that's happened in this podcast. individual thing yeah, right that's a
0: whole other podcast however
1: we do we put like people in boxes with these spiritual gifts of you you can do this or you can do yeah. that or yeah. kids right do we believe kids have spiritual gifts Oh, uh, that's a question, that's a right? Very, and, do we, and
0: what does that look like? Exercising those spiritual gifts, and how do we bring children? that out?
1: How do we bring that out in in our kids? Right? I, it, it's one oh, of those things wow. where it's like we don't even think. Let's let's just say you go to a really good church, and fifty percent of your congregation is under the age of eighteen. Yeah. Let's just pretend that that actually is happening in the day. Yeah, sure, sure. Are we completely forgetting about fifty percent of the body of Christ? Yeah. What do they have to offer? And
0: like, what ministries do you have in place, or are you open to having in the church for the individual that comes with the spiritual gift of prophecy? Right. How do you include them? We, ignore, how do you, we ignore them. And see, this is the thing, but <laughs> even, is. I mean, prophecy itself, they, have, there's a hundred different views of yeah, prophets yeah, yeah. today that's as well. A yeah. That's a whole other thing, but it's true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, it's should just... how much
0: emphasis is your congregation, whoever's listening or your church even put on spiritual gifts? Yeah. Cause I know that's a whole other thing that yeah. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole.
1: Yeah. Hmm. But it's important when we're looking at this topic and we're looking at the idea that we're supposed to put others ahead of ourselves, that we're supposed to be united, that we're supposed to operate as this body of Christ, yet we don't even realize what, what we can do. And it's just one of those things where it sounds so like... You know, Miss USA answer, but can you imagine what it would be like in the church if we all worked together?
0: Yes,
1: and and, and stayed in our lane, and I and I don't yes. mean I was that thinking,
0: and lean into our spiritual Yeah, gift. and I, I don't yes. mean
1: like you sit over there and don't speak, but I mean actually owned our gifting and our yes. role and and worked together. Like I don't even know if I can imagine what that would look like because mm. I'm not sure if I've ever seen it, and and again, that's not knocking. Church or, or anyone, no, I, I just don't know if I've seen it, right? I, I don't know. So it's. Let us know if you've seen an example. It's interesting. Of it. we, would,
0: we would love to see it. Yeah.
1: It's interesting, right? So, yeah. So it's
0: this idea of, yeah, this individualism, it's it's in our nature. Yeah. And, and I think that becomes an excuse because even though something is in our nature, it doesn't make it right. Right. It doesn't make it okay. Right. Um, and that's not an excuse. Right. We can't use the excuse of it's not in our nature. We have to go. Now, I think. The church, and rightfully so, we 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 should be. Or I believe we are different from society. Mm-hmm. And I believe th- this sacred cow is from a societal standpoint. It is. That individualism is a sacred cow in society. Yes. You look out for you. Yeah. You don't worry about anyone else. Yeah. You do you and you focus on that and that.
1: It. Yeah, you don't have to worry about how your actions are negatively affecting others because yep. if it's best for you, you just do it. That's right. And I mean, this is the thing where there are, like we've seen in scripture, there are certain times where we need to stand up for ourselves or think yes. about ourselves, or you know, you think of mental health or our own health. There are yeah. times where we need to step back and do X, Y, and yes. Z. Like and say, that's this not what me. we're saying yes. at all. The hope is is that you're surrounded by people who are putting others' needs ahead of their own, yes. and they're recognizing that and lifting you up. Because mm-hmm. that's the point of it, right? Yeah. That That's what makes yeah. this God-designed Absolutely. body and, and of was, Christ. That's what I was going
0: to say is ultimately, though, you can surround yourself with people that support you, but it's got to be from this biblical God right. view. Right. It, it has to be.
1: Right. Yeah. So, like you say, society says it's you know untouchable, unquestionable. It's above critique. Uh, above yeah. critique. Above reproach. This it is about you, 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 yeah. you. And not that's only that, it.
0: but you should be ashamed if you put down. Individualism. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Whereas yeah. Jesus tells us the complete opposite. Absolutely. Uh, over and over throughout the scriptures and throughout his short years on earth, we see him constantly putting others above himself, yeah. and ultimately. D- dying for others, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not just dying, but a, a painful death. That's right. For others, and nothing to do with him. He wasn't mm. looking for the glory. He wasn't looking no. for the praise. No, he was doing it simply because God instructed him to. Yeah, and because he loved us. Yeah, and, and, and that's what it's about. And
0: it's this perspective that that some people don't think about is Jesus had all the willpower in the world to not do that. Right. He didn't have to do. I think, and I've said this before. The most, if you want. The, the evidence in scripture where God is truly and properly God, where Jesus is truly and properly God and truly and properly man. Right. It's in the garden of Gethsemane when he prays. Take uh, it away. He, he, if this cup can go yeah. to someone else and he bleeds, he's praying so hard. Yeah. Uh, if this cup can go to someone else, take it. I don't want to do this. Yeah. But if this is your will and this is what it is. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. He, he could have not done it. Same with us today. Yeah. There's a right way to do things. There's a wrong way. Yeah. And, and the choice is ours, yeah. ultimately.
1: And we're called to be Jesus followers. We don't like looking at that stuff, though. <laughs> I can love people. I can love my neighbor. I can love God. But we look at Jesus who ultimately sacrificed for others. Yes. And, and yes. we can't forget that part anymore. We can't, we, can't. Have,
0: we can't have Jesus and. Yeah. We can't have Jesus and. We just, we have to have Jesus. And that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.
1: And remember, as 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. May you find that peace in your questioning.